Hey guys, on this week's episode of The Final Score, we got talk of Marvel versus Capcom 3, StarCraft 2 getting an adults-only rating in South Korea, Left 4 Dead 2 and what it brings to the table this week, a uh, little stuff about Blizzard selling horses, Xbox Division posting huge profits, and we find out what we're playing, talk about new releases, a look back at Gauntlet, and your feedback. That's all coming up next on this episode of The Final Score. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Final Score, Episode 3. Today is Friday, April 23rd, 2010. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm joined by Mr. Brian Dunaway, the man himself. Hey, Brian. Hi, Scott. Glad to be here. It's good to have you back. It is Episode 3 of the reboot. Am I done calling it that? We're not going to call it that anymore. Yeah, we're not going to call it. You said that last time. But you know what? This is really cutting into my game time, so you're going to have to cut it out. (laughs) I'm going to have to hurry it up, (laughs) kick this into frickin' gear already. Hey, uh, just real quick before we get started, lots of great feedback during the week. It seems like uh, people are enjoying the show, and I'm thrilled about that. So thank you guys for all your wonderful feedback and your constructive criticism. Uh, thankfully, nobody's had too many problems with the show. They, they enjoy it. That's great. Feed us. Yeah. We love that kind of stuff. You tell us we're doing a good job, we'll keep on doing it. Especially like Brian Dunaway's Southern Charm. Oh, yeah. isn't that great? It is great. I have yeah. no Western Desert Charm. <laughs> None at all. None at all. Mount, I, <laughs> mountain man charm. There's no western desert. You live like in the mountains. I know, dude. It's crazy. Well, it's kind of yeah. a desert, though. It's the west desert of a mountain area. It's hard to explain. That's true. needs food badly. I need food. All right. As you can tell, the Valkyrie needs food. By the way, that's a premonition a little bit for our old school segment today. Yes, it is. Stay tuned for that. Ooh. My eyes are going back and forth, darting back and forth. Hubba hubba. Mm. So, Brian, uh, let's talk. First of all, there was a big announcement, not announcement, but sort of press event held by Capcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they had a name for it, but I'm going to, instead of use the stupid name they had, I think it was like Captivate or Cap Kappa something. Yeah, it was lame. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to call it Craptacular 2010. <laughs> uh, it was something like that, like Captivate 2010 or some stupid thing like that. But anyway, a bunch yeah. of these guys got flown out to a beautiful, lovely Hawaii, and they were uh, shown a bunch of new stuff that's coming out in the next year or two. They even talked about stuff coming out in 2011, including Marvel versus Capcom 3, and they <gasps> released a trailer. Now, uh, this seemed like a foregone conclusion, given the success of Street Fighter 4 and the upcoming Street Fighter 4, or Super Street Fighter 4, excuse me, which is a big expansion on top of what they already have with Street Fighter 4. Are you a fan of the current incarnation of Street Fighter, Brian? Uh, I am a um, a lukewarm fan. I, I, I like it okay, yeah, but I'm not going to go out of my way to play it. Does it hold up to the old one, like Super Street Fighter 2, Hyper Fighting 10, <laughs> Super Nintendo Beyond Thunderdome is the yeah, one I Yeah, I don't know I if it's because I've gotten older or it just doesn't seem as quick. It seems like the old games, seems like there's just too much animatics maybe. Mm. It, it always seems like the older stuff always plays faster. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Or at least it seemed yeah. like it did. Well, I was a huge fan back in the day and I feel like I'm just a oh, little yeah. street fighter out. So when I play the new one and I have, I'm kind of just sort of, meh, I've been doing this for a mm. long time. It's kind of like the, it's the modern warfare thing for me. 
first game, mm-hmm. freaking loved it. Couldn't yeah. couldn't get enough of it. Played it to death. And as it turns out, Modern Warfare Two isn't too. It doesn't stray too far from the cherry tree. Is that even a saying? Well, <laughs> the cherry tree. It is now. Straight I made it up. <laughs> so there's a uh, cherry picker out there, and uh, <laughs> he's trying to stay as close as he can to the cherry trees. That makes sense. Come on. I can see that. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's so it's so much similar of a, of a gameplay experience that I find myself playing Modern Warfare Two a lot less than I did the first one. And this happens mm-hmm. with everything. I'm, I fear this will be my StarCraft Two experience. Although I'm totally looking forward to that game. But you know, like Left 4 Dead Two, I don't. I didn't play it near as much as the first one, even though it's you know arguably a far superior game. It's still close enough to the bone that you're like, oh, I've already kind of done this, you know. Yes. And so Street Fighter's that way for me. However, I was never a big Marvel versus Capcom guy, even though it looked like fun and it was crazy because it had all these like high jumps that you could never do and and mm-hmm. moves that were never possible. And it was totally kind of outside the normal vein of the Street Fighter games. And of it kinda, course, it, it kind of came a little late. I, I remember when it came out, I was kind of like, eh, it's, I've already done that. You mean you were done the with the, you were done with like the 2D fighting stuff by then? Yeah, I was pretty much done with the 2D fighting by then, even though I know this is a very popular game. I mean, otherwise, they wouldn't be making a third one. Brian held on to his quarters tightly. Did. Understood. I did indeed. Understood. Well, it's coming out in 2011. They're, they're not much more specific than that, although uh, we'll probably see it first quarter or something like that. <clears throat> but uh, here is my thoughts on what's happening here. Well, before we do that, let's let's play a little bit of sound from the, uh, from the trailer that they showed. All right, that's very intense, and I love that. How, it does kind of start out like a Seinfeld kind of sound, though. What's that about? A Seinfeld kind of sound? Hold on, let me, yeah. let me hear what you're talking about here. <laughs> Seinfeld? What? Oh, <laughs> you mean like the bass? <laughs> yes, yeah, the bass. <laughs> But I would, I do want to say that this trailer has me totally excited about this. So I think it, um, I don't know that they didn't really show any gameplay, but they showed a lot of uh, uh, graphics and stuff. And yeah. man, was see, I excited about it. We see some it. characters. We see uh, Ryu from from Street Fighter, of course. We see uh, what else do we see? Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine, of course. We see the Hulk. We see who I thought was the Punisher, but someone informed me that it's uh, Chris Redfield from the latest uh, Resident Evil games. <laughs> are you are you a fan of the? Uh, the Hulk with the mentally challenged haircut. <laughs> what, the kind of bowl cut? Yeah, the bowl cut. This like really shaved really close. Oh, I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm going to say... You're not I, offending anybody. I'm, kind I mean, of it's, a, it's a, I'm a fan of retarded Hulk is, is the answer I'm going to give you. No, I, I, I like the Hulk in general. I didn't say he was a retarded Hulk. I just said his haircut looks... You know, I'm, I'm with you, dude. Them. I like yeah. Hulk who... But, but moreover, I like Hulk who's stupid and not can't say certain words. I don't like the one that can kind of sort of talk to everybody. Yeah, you don't like articulate. I like it when, oh. you know, Bruce Banner is full on enraged and can't think and it's just a, just a it's a beast at that point. Yeah. That's how yeah. I like my that's how I likes me Hulk. Yeah. Well, I compare the haircut because uh, Sling Blade kind of had that haircut and uh, also Simple Simon uh, from Tropic Thunder. Right? So it's, it, it kind of reminds me of that. That's terrible. It's horrible. That's great, though. I'm glad you found that uh, to be interesting. Speaking of Ryu, at the end of this clip, you can actually hear him kind of freaking out. Uh, oh, yeah. You can hear him doing a hooking. Check it out. Okay. 
I actually really love that part. Yeah, it's pretty. I neat. don't know why. It's yeah. very stylized, very cartoony, cool, awesome, actiony, yippity skippity. So recommend checking out the trailer. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. And is this good news for fighter fans? Probably. This seems like it'll be interesting. They're moving it into that. Still okay. There's the, here's the thing that we can expect. They they said at this event this this is not the Street Fighter Four engine that this game oh. will be based on, which is kind of interesting. It is actually yeah. a variation of the engine that is used to power the Lost Planet games, of all things. Really? Um, yeah, weird. But I'm going to assume that this is going to be played 2D style, uh, like Street Fighter Four, but use 3D polygon graphic stuff. Yeah. So if I'm wrong about that, I'll eat my hat, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to do. They're going to stick with what they know and what well, works that's well. that's stupid. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. Moving on. There's so much for the Southern charm, right? <laughs> Screw Southern Charm. It's no longer valid. Uh, we also have StarCraft II. Given adults rating in South Korea, this is a bit of interesting news. According to a report in the Korean Times, that's a dumb name for a newspaper. I can't, I can't believe you're saying that South Korea is doing this. This sounds like something North Korea would do. Well, North Korea don't play no StarCraft, dude, because <laughs> they don't got no power, and they got no way to play it. They don't got no computer. They don't have computers that would run StarCraft One. Yeah. In my esteemed opinion look i have three korean siblings they all come from the south and you would not believe the stories they tell me about the about the north terrible stuff anyway blizzard's upcoming starcraft sequel has been given an adults only rating by the south korean ministry of culture sports and tourism (laughs) division effectively relegating the game to those 18 years or older given the game's enormous popularity in the country i mean it is really a national pastime for those folks and the previous over 15 rating blizzard received from the same board for starcraft 2 earlier this year with an older build of the beta the decision comes as a bit of a surprise says this article quote apparently the company was seeking an over 12 in the country and uh, thusly resubmitted the most recent build of the game to be rated the ratings board says of the decision considering that the uh, rc version what does that mean retail release candidate oh release candidate version duh not royal cola version yeah not the royal cola yeah and not the remote control version no (laughs) release candidate ridiculously cute version (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of the game is closer to what will be sold on the shelves compared to the beta versions. We looked more carefully at the content, allowing this. The rating is not final, and Blizzard will get a chance to object to it. Uh, so, so they went they went for the younger, so they could they could get in there, and they ended up screwing themselves, and it went older. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly yeah. what happened. And Blizzard South Korea people, their their reps are not saying jack poop. They're not. They're sort of saying we're not going to say anything. We're just going to figure it out and work on the deal. My guess is they get more of a teen rating out of this in the end. And it'll all be fine. But I'm guessing. Here's what I think. I think the South Koreans are responding. The government is responding to the single player part of this, which is much more cinematic. Mm. Um, you know, you're still doing the thing you do, which is you know, yeah. you're way up above things. But you're it's being told in a way that's very interactive. These cutscenes are like right up in your face kind of stuff. And I'm sure there's lots more blood. And also the game itself is a lot more animated and sort of bloody mm-hmm. that way. So not that surprised. You- I agree, and and the thing is, I've played the the beta, and the gameplay itself is not that violent. Do you think that Blizzard would actually um, consider releasing a, a secondary version just for Korea that without a lot, all the cinematics? Hell no. I Hell think no. I think Blizzard they, don't play that. The Blizzard don't Blizzard Blizzard don't play that. Here, here's what I think that they couldn't could do, but it won't affect the rating, or at least it doesn't in this country. So when 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 Epic releases an Unreal Tournament game, and they have the option to turn blood off. Mm. 
that's cool and all, and it gives people a you know a way to kind of control their own sort of playing habits. If if you're a parent, that's nice to know that if you don't want your nine year old playing with blood, you can turn that off. Yeah. Um, but that didn't change the rating from being mature, because the way yeah. that the rating boards look at this is they say, what not just what can you turn off or on in the game. That doesn't mitigate their decision. What makes their decision is what is in the game completely. So, yeah. you know, had they known, for example, why, the, the reason that uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas got re-rated as an adults-only game, which virtually killed it, oh yeah, was because they found out all that hot coffee stuff was in it. And even though it wasn't something that people could readily access, because the content exists in some way in the code, that's what they base ratings on. Yeah. So well, I still think they could take the 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 cinematics and change and just just cut it out. Just cut it out. Mm. Yeah, How but it's all it but be? it's all like live rendered stuff now. It's not movies. So they're doing like, you know, fully rendered images of yeah. Rainer walking around going, "Bear, I got to get these zerg where it hurts." And, you know, it's a lot more serious. And again, I'm I'm totally could be making that up that they're that this is yeah. based on any of that. It could be purely gameplay segment stuff. And if that's true, be. then fix it. Whatever. Fix it. You can't. Korea is a no, big deal it. for don't, them, dude. Don't count. Yeah, that's true. Big fix deal. It. Don't count. Cow down to the to the South man. Koreans to the South Korean man. I don't know what that means, but anyway, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Be Blizzard. They're shorter than you. That's terrible. <laughs> I can say we that because I have Korean no South I have, Korean listeners now. I have Korean siblings, so I can say stuff like that. Oh, can you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I was married to a black woman, I could make black jokes. Oh, okay. No, is how that works? Probably not. moving on not not if you want to get punched no not if i want to get slugged in the face by by (laughs) korean left for dead 2 the passing now available on steam this is good news for people interested in more left for dead 2 save 33 percent until monday on a four pack so uh, baby that's how i got my left for dead 2 actually through a four pack is that how you did it yeah me and a couple of friends all went together and we got the four pack nice that's pretty good. The first game Save add-on for Left 4 Dead 2 brings the original Left 4 Dead 2, or excuse me, Left 4 Dead survivors down south for a meeting with the Left 4 Dead 2 cast. While delivering new single-player, multiplayer, and cooperative gameplay, Left 4 Dead 2 will be automatically updated on this for this free add-on. Excuse me, for Steam to celebrate this release, L4D2 and the 4-pack will be 33% off till Monday, like we said. About the update, quote, the passing features three new maps, new Ooh. weekly game modes, mutations, that's weird. I, I love the mutations. Have you read about the mutations? No, in in the new update to Left 4 Dead 2, they have a uh, blog now, and they and they give you the latest update and news, so you don't even have to go to the web browser. You just start the game up. If you choose, you can go to the blog, check it out, see what's going on. And this is one of the things they announced this week was the uh, mutations, where they take two different types of gameplay, and they put them together, and they're going to have these gameplays uh, rated each week by by the users, and, and the ones that are they're rated the best. They're going to bring them back later on. Oh, that's cool. Right now, I think this week is going to be, uh, what is it, uh, Versus and Realism. Yeah, combined. So, yeah, combined. So I think uh, on one end, is it's a lot tougher for the survivors and a little bit easier for the uh, the zombies. So. Okay, let's say you have these mutations in the game types. Will those stay? Mm-hmm. You're going to get to They keep will stay those? only for one week, and, and once they are uh, tested and people... Uh, give it a yes or a no, then they will put it back into a rotation later on. But I don't think it'll stay the same every week. Interesting. I wonder how players players will respond to this. Like if they'll want to to lose their 
You Left know, for Dead fans have been, I hate to say it, but they've been really crapped on a lot. Um, yeah. I, I love Left for Dead, the game, and I think 2 is really interesting, but I, this almost ticks me off that they brought the old cast back because I really like the original cast. Well, the new cast, uh, this new the cast old cast, is a little bit. I like them. I like them both. Okay, I just do you? Yeah, I, and I know you haven't had a chance to play enough, but do and they haven't said this in the release, but it would be really cool if I could play, you know, Lewis with the with the Southern people, like pull Lewis yeah. out for just a quick run and have him scream and whine. That'd be great. <laughs> or get Bill out again. Damn it! They, or what's it, actually, who's Fran, is Francis is the one I want. Francis is the pissed off one, right? Yeah, Francis is the pissed off one, and he's actually in the trailer that they show for this, and it's him and the uh, his replacement character in, in the new one, and so they're both standing there and they're <laughs> bitching and moaning and complaining. So I, I love that. Damn it, Bill! Love that guy. <laughs> A new uncommon uh, zombie class, the Fallen Survivor, is coming with this melee weapons in the form of golf club, firearm, M60, and support mm. for infected bot play in versus versus rather. 10 new achievements and more achievements. Yay. Yay, Achievements. Don't give a crap about achievements, but that's just me. I've said it before. Achievements only work for me in uh, world of Warcraft. I love them in there. Actually, the, there's only one thing that works for me in, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit when I'm playing this week. Mm, Good. A special note, 360 owners can pick up the DLC for 560 MS points. That's $6 us free for PC users. I'm ha ha ha. (laughs) <laughs> we'll make mention of something a little later that has to do with how much money Xbox Live seems to be making these days. Yeah, I wonder uh, if it like has something to do with this. For, hmm. yeah. It's kind of cruddy, $6. I'm, I'm kind of glad that I, I, I had debated on getting the Steam, the PC version, yeah. versus the Xbox version. Yeah. And I finally said, you know what? This is a little too violent for me to have in the TV room. I need to have this you know, in my office closed off where I can turn all the lights off and really you know, get funky. But, Brian, uh, Brian likes his video games the way he likes his <laughs> hardcore pornography. <laughs> so, yeah, I decided to get going with the uh, PC version, and I'm so glad I did because uh, I would be so ticked if I was not able to play this DLC because of uh, stupid six bucks. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's kind of a rip. I don't know how you feel about the Modern Warfare 2 stimulus pack, map pack, but mm. I have issues with the way this sort of thing is done. Don't like yeah. it. Don't like it. Don't like it. All right, now we're going to do something a little weird. We oh. talked about, you know, we have all these news stories that happen during the week, and there's often a lot more than we want to cover. So the tra- traditional thing, traditional is what I said. Traditional. I meant traditional. Thing that people do on podcasts is they tend to just cut out the stories that aren't as relevant or the ones they don't want to talk about. We are not going to do that anymore. No. We're not going to go on for eight hours, but we're going to like rapid fire style nail down the bigger, the, some of the smaller stories of the week. Yes. And we're going to do that. Most of them are one-liners that that's really all you need to know. Yeah, that's true. So let's start with this. Daryl Gates, ex-police chief and police quest SWAT designer, died at 83. Sucks. That is sucks. I'm um, going to give the one-word answers. Sucks. Okay, good. Blizzard selling armored horse and WoW for 25 bucks. 25 freaking bucks. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Descent coming to the Wii. Oh, yay. No, dude, that's great. Oh, I mean, yay. No, you love the Wii. I love some Wii Descent. Not the Wii, but I love Descent. <laughs> but you hate the Wii. I, I don't hate the Wii. The Wii and I you just said don't. You hated the Wii. Wii and I aren't getting along because the Wii is not making games I want to play. That's true. But That's they all. are coming out with some really interesting games that I'm interested in. I think Wii has a good uh, lineup coming up. I played the poopy out of uh, the new Mario game on there. Yeah, the love, poopy. Love, it's love disgusting. It. Well, you're, but you're going to see more good. I think you're going to see me playing more Wii games 
coming very coming soon. Coming up. Oh, good. Bring We're going to talk about it. Talk about it right here on the final score. Xbox division post $165 million profit in fiscal quarter three on the strength of Xbox live business. Thanks to Finally, $6 they're charges. Making, they're making a profit. Uh, last year at this same time lost uh 40 something million, I believe. How though? Like how are they losing with that? I don't know how they do that. I don't that. understand. Maybe well, because they, they went into that. Uh, they, they invest a lot of money in that one versus 100. Oh, did they? Did they? Yeah. Was that them so doing I'm, that? I didn't realize that I, was them. I could be totally wrong. Well, I, I mean, know that they, that look, I know that they have infrastructure for matching and they have, you know, this ability to do all that, but I don't think any of this costs that much. I think that this, it's surprising that they didn't make money all more, the way through. servers, that kind of stuff. I mean, come on, you got to have all that stuff out there. 165 but yeah, million. But, but this is good. I'm excited. I am glad for Xbox Live that you're doing this because I, uh, me and Scott probably disagree on this quite vehemently, but uh, I, I am a big fan of the Xbox Live. I would rather spend the, I can get those cards basically off uh, Amazon or Newegg, yeah. and basically I'm paying around five bucks a month for Xbox Live. And I feel like the, uh, the live experience is 10 times better than the PS3 experience. And I know Scott is just on the other side of the fence of that. He's like, well, screw you. Actually, no, I'm, I will agree with you that live is great. No question. I think Xbox Live is a really, really well-made and well-working service. Mm-hmm. What I don't agree with, I may have first year, but what I don't agree with now is that the PS3 lags so far behind that it's this huge difference for their free service versus Xbox Live because I don't really have that problem anymore. I can get yeah. every game I want to get. They all play great online. I don't have disconnections. I don't have issues. I have no problem. Now, do I have active voice chat? Yes, if I buy a headset, but that's a different issue. You know, yeah. I, 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 will, I, I will be the first person to raise my hand to say, should Sony have packed in a headset? Absolutely. Yeah. Oops, but, no, we did. What? We made, the, we made this a topic. Oh, damn it. They're not Next. quick fire anymore, are they? <laughs> but yeah, I'm still going to, I'll argue to the end of the day right now. PS3, PSN, they got it working. They got it going. Uh, act fast, Brian. Call of Duty for Modern Warfare, the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare game, fourteen ninety nine, fifty percent off. That's a steal. If yeah. you haven't gotten it already, or if you already got it for a console, get on the PC. It's on Steam. Pick it up. Games as art. Roger Ebert says no. He can bite me. He not only says that he says video games can never be art. So your answer is he can, of, he can bite you. Some kind of scientist or something. <laughs> No, he is a film reviewer slash maker. He did make a movie back in the 60s. Um, look, I like Roger Ebert. I think he's fun to read. I think he's full of crap. I mean, what what makes the medium of film artistic and who was saying that that wasn't true back in the day when it was a new technology? I mean, give, yeah. me, a, give me a break. I don't think he has the place or the perspective to call this one. And I don't think we do either. I think it's going to some time's going to have to pass. The medium has to be sort of refined before anybody can determine that. But art is in the eye of the, of the beholder in every every way possible, and maybe his eye is just weird. So, you know what I think? Nah. I think he just wanted some publicity. <laughs> it wasn't enough, there wasn't enough Ebert talk. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think he just wanted the young people to know who he was. Well, there you go, Roger Ebert. Thanks a lot for sticking your nose where it ain't wanted. Um, I'd love to hear some feedback about that. We'll have a link to the Sun-Times uh, article that he wrote that Ebert wrote and uh, would love to hear feedback from the listeners. Uh, you can send us feedback at podcast at what is it at final score show.com. There you go. Podcast at final score show.com. It's that time of the show. Hey, what are you playing? <laughs> 
All right, this is part of the show where we talk about what we're playing uh, in the way of video games. And can I just say before I say what I'm playing and what's kind of been going through my head, I am really excited for a brand new game, happens to be coming out on the PS3, called 3D.GameHeroes. And if you've seen screenshots for this at all, you, you, you're already under the impression, the correct impression, that this is a bit of a uh, sort of Zelda, original Zelda style game remake in a way. I mean, it's very lifted from Zelda. There's no question. But it's all in 3D and it's done in this way that everything looks like it's super pixelated. Total custom creation. In fact, you can make your own link, essentially. And it looks really, really cool. And I can't even describe it without you having to go see it. So go check it out. Just Google 3D.GameHeroes. Uh, comes out. I've got it pre-ordered. Comes out in a couple of weeks and I am I'm really excited to play that thing. 3D. Yeah. Dot. But it looks like 8-bit. Yeah, oh, totally. Dots. Totally. But all in 3D with like cool shader effects and all the things you'd expect from a 3D game. But it's it's very retro. It's like this love letter from from the 8-bit era to say, come on and play us again. <laughs> all right. So enough of that. that. Uh, this is what I've been playing. I played a little bit of the LD4-2 update, and I didn't get in far enough to do much of anything. So I can't really speak of it other than to say I got it. Um, look for me on Steam. Frog Pants is the name. We'll hook up and play a little Left 4 Dead 2 with the uh, new features. I'm excited to play that this weekend. And uh, I haven't had a ton of time to play a lot of games, but every once in a while, something that I've had for a while that I haven't finished will kind of Mm -hmm. catch my eye and I'll say, I'll play this for a level or two. And then I get sucked in and I can't quit until I'm done until I beat it. (laughs) And that game for me this week was Magic Ball. This is a downloadable title on the PSN for the PlayStation 3 that came out uh, quite a while ago. And I bought it for, I think it was eight bucks at the time. And it is a physics-based game. uh, breakout essentially mm. where you're you're throwing different ball types into uh, kind of a 3d plane ahead of you and you're knocking down stuff like pirate ships and dudes and fish and like actual three-dimensional objects and yeah. they fall over in very uh, physics-based ways and they knock other stuff down when they do and certain kind of balls do all kinds of damage and power-ups and all that it is ridiculously simple, but a lot of fun, and I recommend uh, people pick it up if they haven't, but I've been putting a little bit of time into that, and I think I'm maybe two levels shy of beating it, so don't call me a non-completist. I'm going <laughs> to town on Magic Ball. Uh, it's good stuff, but that's all I've really had time for this week. What uh, what have you been filling your eyeballs with? Well, uh, before we get started with that, uh, am, am I sounding like crap? No, you sound good. Oh, good. Do Excellent. I, do I sound like crap? Yeah, you sound like you're in a bucket. Oh, that's my favorite time to sound like a bucket person. <laughs> Someone's probably <laughs> so, uploading something for all I know. Freaking internet. That's anyway. too funny. But all you right, sound yes, fine. And you're not you're not too I, laggy, by the way. You sound you sound good. That's good. That's good. I am playing hard and heavy. Uh, uh the game this came out this week for Steam has been out on Xbox Arcade, but I've been kind of shying away from getting it. Uh, I think it's really gonna pick up some steam, if you will. It's the misadventures of P. B winter bottom peanut butter winter bottom peanut butter when I always want to call him PJ because P- I think PB peanut butter and jelly yeah but no it's PB the misadventures of PB winter bottom hearing a lot about this people are uh, people are stoked I think it's really going to take off I mean the the uh, Xbox arcade version of it did okay uh, once again this is how Xbox is making their their you know what was the 160 million profit or whatever yeah. because they're charging ten dollars for the game. 
and uh, Steam, five bucks. Five? What? Five bucks. Five bucks every day of the week. So when you see stuff like this, and I know PC games are often less expensive than console, their console counterparts, and that's fine. But do you think Steam, I mean, do you think Valve is just aiming for the console folk and saying, dude, we're going to out, we're going to underprice everybody. We're going to give, we're going to give 99% of the profit to the developers. We'll hardly make anything. We'll do a loss leader on this and try to take over the world. Do you think that's their plan? I, I, if it is, it's working for me. Moo-hoo-ha-ha. Exactly. Cause I wasn't going to buy this game. I was like $10. I'm like, eh, I want to play it, but mm, I don't know. Cause it, it kind of looked like it was like, maybe like braid a little bit. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I don't know. It looks fun, but not game. quite ready to risk $10, $5 some reason. That's my sucker point. Puzzly little indie game. Exactly. So tell and us about told, it. What's the what's the premise? Who's PB Winterbottom uh, and why should we care about him? Sure. My first impressions is it sounds like World of Goo. This got a great soundtrack, by the way. Uh, the, the music is done by uh, David Stanton, who is had just graduated from USC. And I tell you, everybody is clamoring in the Steam forums about wanting the, sound, the soundtrack for this. So much so that people are going into the uh, files and extracting the audio files from that. There's a whole uh, there's a whole instructions on how to get the music out of it. It's Ooh, that good. I want to hear it. it. It is. It is that good. And that's one of the things I loved about World of Goo. They released the soundtrack. Did you get that? Uh, no. Oh, yes, I did. I did. And they did it for you free, did. right? They did. And uh, I don't know if they intentionally did it or not, but God of War 3 also is available on the internet for free. Uh, I don't think, I think you were supposed to have a code for that, but uh, I think the code was messed up. And so they ended up just opening it to everybody. Let's see if I can. We can find a little world of goo. Um, yeah, you somewhere. definitely need to get the soundtrack to this. That's one of the the big points of this uh, uh, of this game. It's just it's it's beautiful looking. Can you hear that? Yes, I can. That's uh, World of Goo. You know what that always reminded me of? World of Goo. What's that? Dun, 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 dun. Um, reminds me of Beetlejuice. Yes. Well, well, yeah. I mean, it reminds me of it reminds me of what's his name? Oingo Boingo Man. Uh, freaking what's yeah. his name? Why can't I think of his name? Uh, Tim Burton. Tim, and Tim Burton and the other guy, the freaking guy, Danny. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. All right. And so, yeah, that's exactly what we're looking for. When the uh, when the game developers were doing this game, they were looking for somebody. They were looking for something like that, a very Danny Elfman kind of sound, and they found it. They requested it. They found it. Works great. The story. Uh, of uh, PB Winterbottom. Yeah. You play as Mr. Winterbottom. Mr. Winterbottom. Mr. Uh, oh, hello, Mr. Winterbottom. Mr. Winterbottom. <laughs> uh, you're you're a pie thief who uh, who finds himself misplaced in time when he tries to steal the Chronoberry pie. Yeah. The time pie. The and, time uh, pie. What? The time pie. There's time pie. There's time pie. You didn't oh, know that. Oh, I'm I'm playing this effing game. You eat it. You go back in time. You eat it again. <laughs> But, so uh, so you so you compared it to braid do you feel like there's too much of a kind of braid influence here because it sounds awful braidish it it does but no it, it is not uh like braid that's what i thought at first too that was my first impression but once i actually started playing and got into the gameplay it was nothing like braid this is a, a and braid is still a puzzle game but this um this doesn't feel nothing like braid to me I mean, oh. did, did you get to play Braid? No. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I played Braid. Braid. In fact, Braid was the last game I played before my 360 took a turd and died. Yeah. So, and I really liked Braid. I thought it was great. I never got a chance to finish it. If I get that 360 fixed, yeah, maybe it's one fun, of the first things I do. Excellent, fun game. But this is to me, this is uh, the gameplay. Even though it's similar, it seems a lot different and a lot. Um, I don't know. It's still dark like Braid is, but I don't. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. But it's it, it's more. It, it seems like there's more to the puzzle solving 
on this than there was to Bray to me. Hmm. Could be totally wrong on that. But uh, I know one thing that I, I have I have failed at many times when I've been playing this game this week, and that is I have over uh, complicated each of the puzzles. I sit there because you can whenever you uh, move through time, you can you can record yourself using the shift key on the PC, yeah. and you can record yourself doing an action. Like think of like a macro. Sure. So you got your action going on there, and uh, so you have to use in combination with that, you have to use that. And then you have to like stand on platforms to open and raise doors and that type of thing. And uh, man, I mean, it's just it, I, you just really easy to overthink it because okay. you're like, okay, I've got to hit this pie and then this pie because they're numbered. It's like in some of the <laughs> stages, you got to go one, two, three, and four. And if you don't hit the pie at just the right time, forget about it. You're done. Well, yeah, I'm sold on the number of pies. Sounds good. Yeah, and the more pies, the better. He's oh, basically yeah. stealing these pies from kids. That's oh, one of the things uh, that I kind of didn't like about the game. In between uh, each of the uh, scenes yeah. or each one of the, the each part of the gameplay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's these cut scenes, and they're in they're uh, prose. You know, it's just little uh, poetry mm-hmm. in between it about uh, you know how he's stealing these pies from the kids or denying these kids the pies and that kind of thing. And uh, it, it's it's cute and clever, but it's almost annoying because I keep trying to once again I'm overthinking. I keep looking through the prose and going, hey there's going to be a clue or a hint on how I do this puzzle. Yeah. And there's never is. It's there, just, there's cute. never a hint. No, I thought you were saying, so, I thought you were going to say you felt bad because he was stealing pies from kids. No, that's fun. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Well, what any, are you talking about? Anyone who knows anything about anything knows the best thing in life. Stealing pies. From yeah. Kids. It's pie, but it's, it's, it's a great little game. Five bucks on steam. You can't go wrong. Okay. Well, there you Buy have it. it. Buy it. Yeah. Go get it. Uh, I have a copy waiting for me. I just need to play it. Yes, right. And I played that most of the week. Uh, But I did get on my console, the Xbox 360. I downloaded the Blur demo. Oh, Blur. Blur. Or as I like to call it, Mario Kart meets Need for Speed Underground. That's basically it, right? That's basically what it is. Is it? Uh, You know what? A lot of people are saying, no, Scott, it plays like... um, It plays like more like if you had to compare to something more like Wipeout. Do you think that's a fair comparison? Uh, I can see where people could get that from, but I would say no. Some people have even said, here's a little Wipeout. Some people have even said that it's Wipeout-like because it would almost be like a a prequel to Wipeout. Like, before ships were all hovery and cool, there was this game. This game. Where it was still cars and stuff. But anyway, so tell me about Pure. People are really excited about this game. I'm, I'm beyond stoked for it, so... A must get when to, it hits retail or no? Dude, if I'm not going to get it when it hits retail because uh, already I'm, you're looking at fifty nine ninety nine, sixty bucks. Dude, I like, I like the game. I like it, but uh, you know what? If I want to play Mario Kart and Need for Speed, I'll just get those games. They're much cheaper. Yeah, you can also. <laughs> I get- won't lie. This game, this game looks good. Does it look better than a lot of the other racing games out there? No, it's about on par. Is it? Uh, is the uh, gameplay a whole lot better? Uh, no, not really. It's about on par. Um, it is unique in the fact that it is a realistic cart type game where you're picking up power ups as you go along to uh, kind of to foil your uh, competitors. And uh, in, in that way, it is unique in its gameplay. Uh, but and visually, no, right? Visually, it's bucks. amazing. Sixty bucks. I don't know, man. Yeah, it looks really cool, dude. It does look cool. If get the demo. Yeah, get, you have to get the demo and play it, and you'll see what I mean. After you play it for about 10, 15 minutes, you're kind of like, 
yeah, this is cool and all, but this is not that much different than a regular race game to me. But who knows? It's People all out there about, may like it looks like it's a, a lot of it is art direction. And by the way, these are the same guys who did uh, the Geometry Wars games. So they know yeah. their stuff when it comes to visual sort of, you know, lots of light and crap. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. This is what I'm probably getting. So, Brian, I'll get save it. you the pain. I'll get it and we'll review it on the show. Yeah, get it and then I'll tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> All right. Let's well, that's just my opinion. You know, what do I know? Let's talk about what's new. Hey, what's new? New, 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 new. All right. Let's talk about new releases. There's some new stuff out this week or coming this next week. Uh, this would be for the week of April 25th. I cannot believe it's already going to be April 25th. What the crap? Crazy. Dude, we're almost half done with this year. Done. Someone just stabbed me in And the I've face. got so many games to play. <sighs> All right. Well, let's talk. Blur is going to be awesome. Let's talk about uh, the new releases for next week. And let's start first of all with a big one, Super Street Fighter 4 for the Xbox 360 and PS3. It is an upgraded version of the original Street Fighter 4 with all that game's characters, plus an expanded roster of both brand new characters and returning characters from previous games. So uh, this is like Super Street Fighter 2 when it came out. Mm. Uh, Adding the super means more stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cheap though 39 bucks not bad it's not bad you got to put that super before it though otherwise i'm out yeah that's true but it's i mean I, I think it's great that it's budget priced and has everybody you already had in the first game it's like an expansion for free in a way yeah sort of not really kind of <laughs> also next week the pc version of tom clancy's splinter cell conviction you've but, been playing this no. On the PS3, right? I have no. no. It's not on the PS3. 360 only. 360 and okay. at least for now. This may show up later on the PS3. But for now, it's a 360 exclusive on the consoles and for the PC. And this is the version and of I'm the PC idiot. game that where Ubisoft has all their weird uh, uh, DRM crap going on that everyone hates. So I yeah. don't expect it to do well on this platform. But anyway, if you're into Splinter Cell, that version of that game is out now. And, of course, the 360 version was out a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Yeah. What do you think? Too much space between this and the last one? Oh, that's a fun Kind of lost its steam? Dude. A little bit. Maybe. I mean, a couple of weeks in this market can kill you. Yeah. So that's a fair point. Dead to Rights Retribution coming out on the PS3 and 360, thrusting players into a mature neo-noir uh, noir crime uh, drama as <laughs> Vice Cop Jack Slate. Jack Slate. That's a stupid Coolest name. name ever. And his canine companion, Shadow. Dead to Rights Retribution introduces new gameplay elements that unify the third-person shooting and brawling genres for a brutal and relentless new action-driven experience. That's for the PS3 and 360. And I guess this is a sequel, and I never played the first one. So I played the first one a little bit. I didn't. I'm interested in seeing this. Heard it was good. I would like to get a demo on this. Heard it was okay, but I never tried it. Something called Nier for the PS3 and 360. <laughs> <laughs> Some call Nier. Nier. Assume the role of a y- unyielding protagonist, Nier, yeah. who is resolute in his quest to discover a cure for his daughter, who is infected who is, uh, with extremely the, hairy, infected with the black <laughs> scrawl virus. What the <laughs> hell is that? I don't know if that sounds really cool. Black scrawl virus. PC lovers out I there. I thought you meant like like to get rid of hair. Nier. <laughs> Nier. Nier yeah. the hair removal. That unwanted bikini line. Yeah, Brian, you're on a quest to save your daughter's bikini line. Brian can't seem from, to get rid of it. From the jungle, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Whispered World coming out to the PC. This point-and-click adventure follows a modern fairy tale. Blah, blah, don't care. 
Uh, <laughs> is that on Xbox 360 since it's a point and click? It yes. is not. It is PC yeah. only. PC, yes. Uh, 2010 FIFA World Cup South Africa PS3 Wii PSP and 360 maybe PC not sure about that mm-hmm. it is uh, the return so- of a FIFA game so there you have it I feel so left out of the FIFA games I, I have never I enjoy them uh, I, I enjoyed them when I played them but I, I never really got into them I know some people are just die hard about them and they're just like at least the greatest games ever and I don't know I yeah. really feel like I missed out not a huge fan no. I, I like yeah. it okay but it's too much of the whole international football thing i don't get like why is yeah. this so popular it's just, <laughs> i don't get this stupid stuff i'm out <laughs> i'm out of here call of duty modern warfare 2 stim pack is out for the ps3 this week i believe the 360 version has been out for a week and a half two weeks a new multi-platform kick-ass game based on the recently released film which everyone i talk to says is awesome except my yes. wife who went with her sister and hated it Yes, uh, nothing like the trailer, apparently. We reviewed this on another podcast that uh, called Negative Cutters. Yeah, and, Negative uh, Cutters, that's yeah. right. How'd that go, by the way? It was great. It. it was fun. But they did say, uh, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen this movie yet, but everybody who has seen it and has seen the trailer has says the trailer is nothing like the movie. It is much hardcore. Is that, I mean, the movie's, yeah, the movie's bloody, sweary. I, I've read the comic book or portions of it, and it's pretty hardcore, so I'm not that surprised that... Uh, this thing is garnering a heavy adult warning on it. My wife Absolutely. hated it. Absolutely. South Korea, you're not getting it. She goes, I will never have that two hours back. Okay. <laughs> Harvest Moon Hero of Leaf Valley coming to the PSP. Don't care about Harvest Moon games. Good luck to you. Aw, oh, come on. Record of Ergus War on the PS3 and 360. Tecmo Bowl throwback on the PS3 and 360. Didn't they announce that last week too? Uh... No, that was, you're thinking of Blood Bowl or whatever it was. Blood Bowl. Or not Blood Bowl. The Warhammer thing. Yeah. Douchebag Bowl. Dante's (laughs) Inferno Trials of St. Lucia. This is a DLC for the PlayStation 3. Is it Lucia? Yeah. Lucia? You sure it's not Lucia? Sure. Lucia. I'm pretty sure it's Lucia. If I'm wrong, write in feedback. Brian says Lucia. Scott says Lucia. What say you, (laughs) chat room? Uh, that's DLC for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 version of Dante's Inferno. Sir- Serious Sam HD, the second encounter coming to the 360. Yes! That's yes! exciting. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love Serious Sam games. I won't lie. They're mindless and stupid, but man, they're fun. Yeah. Lead and Gold, Gangs of the Wild West coming to consoles. Yay. Brian, you maybe. said you said there's nobody playing right now on the Steam version. Nobody's playing. I, every time I get on Steam version, there's maybe 160 people. So if you are out there, people, and you have this game and you're on Steam, don't pay attention to the previous episode where I said my uh, Steam account name was Mission Deep. That's a lie. <laughs> it's actually some cartoonist. Oh, dude. Please. Please, if you have it, join me. And some me, cartoonist. Uh, and Frog Pants is mine, I think. Yeah. Oh, what if I'm wrong? That would suck. Ah. All right, Arr. and uh, bringing up the rear, as it were. Oh, by the way, I think Lead and Gold is suffering from the fact that uh, we have Red Dead Redemption coming out with that crazy yeah. multiplayer, and I think but people are waiting for that. I really do. I totally agree. And they may 100%. come, and it may suck, and the controls may be all goofy like the last game, and then no one mm-hmm. will care, and they'll all come rushing to Lead and Gold made by Swedes. That would be so sweet. It would be ish. Yeah. Bringing up the rear in this list of upcoming games, we have a final game, which is free running. Idos is bringing the free, first freestyle running game to the Wii. Yeah. So freestyle running, it's like parkour, right? Yeah. Oh, that's what you said. I thought you said hardcore. That's hardcore parkour. <laughs> hardcore. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you're into hardcore hardcore, that game's for you. That is your big releases for the week. Thank you guys so much for being here. We'll see you next Tuesday. Just kidding. All right, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming up to our favorite part of the show. It's time for old school. We're kicking it old school. All right, Brian, we're kicking it old school. You ready for this? Let's cook it old school, baby. We are talking this week in cooking, kick cooking it old school. <laughs> cooking mama's kicking it old school. We are talking about a game. Cooking that- it like grandma. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're talking about a game that meant a lot to me as a kid. I absolutely loved this game in 1985. It is 1985's classic four-player arcade game. Made it to many other systems. Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Brian threw down the gauntlet last week by playing this game and getting me all excited about talking about it again. Even recorded himself playing, which is just a little bit creepy. (laughs) And I was actually... what, What got me playing this is already I love Gauntlet. I mean, that's that's a no brainer. Sure. But uh, I was I was playing around seeing if I could recapture anything through uh, MAME mm-hmm. uh, on Linux. And, and and so this is my test bed. And I ended up recording something that I had never seen before. And I assume it was some kind of bug, possibly. But, yeah, I ended up posting that video because I just it, it, it just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, it's a trip. You, it is. Uh, and the thing that happened, if, if you want to hear. Do you care? No, I want to hear. Tell them. No, no, dude. The people are on hear pins, my pins story? and needles, edge of their seat. Let's hear your gauntlet story. Need, you, you only need part of your seat, the edge of your seat for this story. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, uh, so I was playing Gauntlet, and I picked Warrior like I usually do because I'm a badass warrior. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm playing, and you know, you have to get the keys to open the door. So this is just level one stuff. I'm just doing some very simple run-of-the-mill, always done it a million times. So I grab the key, get through, uh, go fight the first ghost and, and, and blow up the skeletons. And so then I decide I'm going to go through uh, the big door with the huge amounts of ghosts that, get, that warps you to, to level eight. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I, this is this is MAME, so I can throw in as many quarters as I want. Real life, can't do that. Right. So I, I figure, uh, why, why, uh, why not play it safe and just throw in a ton of coins? So that's what I did. I threw in about $25 worth of quarters. Whenever I got up to around uh, 20,000 health, I had not picked up the key. Yeah. I was just standing in front of the door with all the ghosts. And apparently, if you're rich enough, you can buy your way through doors because immediately the door open and all the ghosts come out. And I'm freaking out because I was already kind of sweating it, getting prepared so I could get my axe ready. And uh, I did not even throw one axe before like 60 ghosts were all on top of me. I feel like I was playing Pac-Man or something, eating the ghost. <laughs> now, I insane. have proof of this. I have proof because you sent me the video. I watched this happen. Yeah, yeah. It, so I, I looked, I Googled it, and I, I didn't see where anybody mentioned it, so I don't know if it was a glitch or if it was... It's based on the original ROM that that, that was out in the arcade, so I'm assuming that no one has tampered with it. Has Could anyone seen this happen in their gauntlet playing experience back in the day? Yeah. If you have enough coins, apparently you can do anything. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Which makes me want to go pay, play Pac-Man with about $50 for the coins just to see. Dude, Totally. We should give people an idea of what this game sounded like. If you never played Gauntlet, this is it right here. Welcome. Faker, 100 points. Ooh. Can you see what's happening in your mind's eye? Yeah. For later use. <laughs> That's oh, good. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
Waiting for it. Waiting for it. Oh. Oh. Remember, don't shoot food. <laughs> That's the advice. Ow, yow. All right. Remember, don't shoot food. Wizard needs yeah. food badly. I love shooting food. I actually shoot the food so I can hear him say that. <laughs> so you can just hear him say, don't shoot food? Yeah, don't shoot food. Hey, don't shoot food. What are you doing? My favorite part is I remember playing it forever ago, and I, I remember one thing. I never could understand what he was saying, and it. And I finally, after I recorded it, and I watched it like a million times, I finally figured out he says, I have not seen such bravery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird English, but <laughs> well, look. This is one of those original, like, early games in the history of video games where they used some form of like, you know, speech technology. Yeah. In, in an arcade, it was really rare. The only other game I could think of that did this early on that sounded kind of weird like this was, uh, oh crap, what's the uh, Sinistar? Sinistar. Remember that? It'd be shouting at you from across the room. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sinistar, and it'd just go, ah, what? You'd have to go play it. Good times. I think that finally. I think they finally uh, figured that out in the arcades around the time Mortal Kombat came out. It's like, hey, if we can, you know, finish him and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. I mean, finish that him. game just attracted so many people. I agree. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the history of the game. Gauntlet is the name of the fantasy-themed hack and slash 1985 arcade game by Atari Games, released during the emergence of popularity of other role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. The game was a sin. Sation being one of the first true dungeon crawl arcade games. Uh, it was all. It was actually also ported over to the Amstrad CPC, the Apple II, the Apple II uh, GS, Atari 8-bit, Atari ST, Commodore 64, DOS, Holy Java crap. ME, Macintosh M MSX, what? NES, Sega Master System, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and the ZX Spectrum. So no excuses for not being able to get Gauntlet on your preferred platform. Indeed. There were three sequels, Gauntlet 2 and 86, one year later, Gauntlet Legends in 98. So big jump from 86 to 98. Yeah. And then Gauntlet Dark Legacy in 2000. Do you remember that uh, Dark Legacy game? I, 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 I remember people talking about it, and I remember being disappointed. That's all I remember. It was one of these voodoo extreme games, like yeah. using the voodoo chipset that was so popular in, in uh uh, PCs back in 2000. Yeah. And I remember I had a Voodoo card, Voodoo 2, that had to be separate from your other video card. <laughs> I love when you say it. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> say Voodoo 2. Say Voodoo 2. <laughs> Voodoo 2. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know. Uh, I don't know if everybody remembers that, but yeah, definitely. We used to have to have daughter cards for all your 3D, uh, 3D daughter uh, cards. That's the term. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of that. That was so yeah. dumb. But it was. I, but I just remember games like this and uh, other one like Dark Legacy used it, but also, what was the other game? Uh, uh, NFL Blitz used it. Yeah. And they always had this big 3DFX logo on everything. And I and I see that today like in an old arcade and just kind of feel bad because that company gone, dead. <laughs> but I, it kind of gets me excited like the uh, CBS special thing used to come on with it before the cartoons would come on. Yeah. On channels. Yeah. On like uh, CBS. Yeah. Oh, I used to love that. Yeah. Brings back memories. I wish I had that to play, but I don't. Nope. That's because I suck. <laughs> All right. A um, couple other little notes. The player, you could do four players at once in the arcade version. Select among four playable yes. fantasy based characters Thor the Warrior, Merlin the Wizard. That's so nice how they're using like these public domain yeah. famous yeah. wizards and warriors. Fyra the Valkyrie. I love the Valkyrie. Valkyrie needs food badly. That's the only reason why you played it, isn't it? Totally. That's, that's the part of our opening news thing because. 
it doesn't make sense for news anyway, but also because I love the Valkyrie. And, that's right. And Crestor the Elf. Questor the Elf. Questor. No, Crestor. Yeah. Is it Crestor or Questor? It's Questor. That's so stupid. <laughs> Crestor's toothpaste, I think. Crestor but, uh, brand toothpaste for the Elf Yeah, this was a four-player game, uh, but honestly, three people were about the only people. <laughs> the size of the people I was playing with, uh-huh. three was about as many as you're going to get around that arcade table. Oh, dude, anybody with any girth at all, you'd have to do <laughs> two-player, forget it. There was a pretty t- it was a pretty tight little setup, and you kind of had a sideways view of the screen if you were one of the side people. Yeah. It's not good. I don't want to be the side suck suck view. No doubt. I want to be in the middle. Each character had his or her own strength and weakness. For example, the warrior is strongest in hand-to-hand combat. Wizard has the strongest magic. And Valkyrie has the greatest armor. And the elf is the fastest in movement. But the elf is made out of damn paper, dude. Oh, dude, yeah. Totally. It's, it's bad. Upon selecting a playable character, uh, let's see, you get the top-down third-person perspective. That was kind of popular back then. Lots of keys, unlocking doors, tons of enemies on the screen. The enemies are vast assortment of fantasy-based monsters, including ghosts, grunts, demons, lobbers, sorcerers, and thieves. Yes. Each entered. Uh, let's see. Each enters the level through specific generators. I hate the generators because if you don't kill yeah. them, toast. Forget about it. Yeah. And you can't hardly get to them sometimes. Sometimes you'd get stuck. Yeah. Because you could be getting, getting attacked from the side, and you're like, you can't move. And it's like, stop. Yeah. And remember, but you know what? Don't shoot food. Yes. What were don't say? shoot food. Oh, but yeah, I remember playing that uh, at the arcade, and I remember loving it. One of the reasons it, I was drawn to it is because you put in a quarter, and you would get to play so much longer than other games, even though as soon as you put a quarter in, your life health, your health would immediately start slowly decreasing. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I'm, I'm just dying just from being alive. Yeah, but, yeah. Weird. I still love playing that. Yeah. And one time, I, I was at the, I was at the arcade. Uh, my mom had dropped me off, and uh, so I didn't have very much money. And I was out of money, and I was waiting for a ride to get back. I'm like, you know, fiddling around, messing around, and I'm just like, uh, you know what? I don't need more tokens. And I had a, a nickel in my pocket, and I thought this is very similar to one of the tokens. And I just kind of threw it in the gauntlet machine just to see what would happen. Bingo! Did it work? It worked. Did it work and also give you your coin back? It did not give my coin back, but it did indeed work. It played, and I was like, holy crap. So the next time I came back, pocket full of nickels, brother. Dude, see the Marble I Madness rubbed, game I, I played? at place. I had a Marble <laughs> Madness game that would do the same thing, but it would use Canadian quarters. Canadian quarters, and they that's would, funny. And they would not only give me the credit, but then it would poop back out, and I could use it over and over and over. Oh, wow. Until that, no wonder until arcades that, are out of business. Yeah, no doubt. Until that, <laughs> the guy running the joint over there, you know, giving people whistles for their tickets. Yeah, uh, finally realized what I was up to, and he stopped me. But um, yeah, well, see, that was almost a perfect crime because you keep putting that in there, and he would never see it. I'm sure that at the end of the day, they would get in there and like, who put a hundred nickels in here? Yeah, no what doubt. the crap? By the way, Marble Madness next week's game. Is it really? Let's oh do it. yeah, dude, love that game. I mean, we're totally talking about that. All right, well, there's your retro look of the week. Force feedback. And it's that time of the show where we do force feedback. This is where you get to send us emails. We get to read them and we get to talk about them. What is your favorite weapon in game is a question that we want to ask this week for you to send emails about next week. This is kind of the fun of the show. We want to throw out questions and you guys get to fill us in and we'll read some of your responses. What is your favorite weapon in game? Could be a unit in an RTS. That's real time strategy, not uh, Ripley's toe sucks. Really Really tight skirts? Yes, really tight skirts or roasted testicle sack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we went too far. Too far. Push the button too far in. Gun or melee weapons and FPSs, MMOs, whatever. We don't care. 
we would like to hear your favorite weapons. So, yes. so do that. And we're going to do this every week. Ask you a little question and you'll give us a little answer. And actually someone asked me this. What? Nick, Nick and Fable. That's who asked me. Oh. And we thought it was a good question to pass. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Us. This I should give credit where credit is due. This is Naked Fable's yeah. question to us. And we'll tell you ours now, but we want to hear yours next week. Yeah, uh, So, Brian, your favorite? Do you have a, do you have a pick? Uh, a machine gun. I mean, I, I just love a machine gun. Of it is any just, kind. It doesn't matter yeah, what game. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter what, what it is because unlike a rocket launcher or something like that where you're going to have, you know, residual damage where you can accidentally, you know, blow yourself up on accident – Machine gun, never have to worry about that. You never get anything coming back at you. And, you. and you don't have to be too accurate. You can just get in there and just spray the place down. Give me a machine gun every day of the week. Or something with a, uh, electricity is also good, too. <laughs> I can see you, like, buying a weapon <laughs> at Walmart. What do you got? Well, we got these guns. You got any machine guns? Well, no, we're not really allowed to. Well, did you have anything with electricity in it? <laughs> anything I can shock people with. <laughs> I really like to have something that it, when somebody is standing in the water, I can sh- I can stand outside the water and electrocute them and really oh, piss them yeah, off. Oh, yeah, dude, like uh, 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 Bioshock. I, yeah, yeah. I used to love doing that in Quake, man. I used to piss people off so bad. I'd go get healthed up. Uh, you know, like I'd, get, I'd get the extra health and the extra armor, and uh, and I would, I would jump into a pool of water because usually that's where you'd have to get to the good stuff. Uh, so they had to go through some kind of tunnel or something. And so I would wait there patiently and they would jump in the water and you could just see them just for a second float around and turn around and see me. Mm. And I'm standing there with an electric gun <laughs> with one of my little virtual smiles on. I go, <laughs> let us never speak of Quake again because I miss that game. I miss it. Oh, I love Quake. My gosh. Awesome. Um, I'm going to give you one from the RTS genre since he called that out here. Yeah. My favorite weapon of all time is the Guardian siege weapon style thing that the zerg had so the zerg could make these flyers first of all you made it mutilisk and then you could transform it later on in the game uh when you'd upgrade some of your units and buildings you could make this guardian and the guardians in mass when you had like five or six of those and i had up to 12 at one point in a lot of matches if they're not prepared to battle that or to counter that you tear those people a new hole dude (laughs) I mean, it is, it's, it's the longest siege range of anything. It's an air unit. It can only hit ground units. But that yeah. thing can be so far backed up that they hardly see you coming. Their turrets are not the same max range, so they can't touch them while they're being shot. And they really, really deal out the power. So you just hound and pound everybody yeah. you play in StarCraft. And there's an equivalent in StarCraft 2 that I like quite a bit, too, but I will always miss the Guardians. They're awesome. Mm. They were great. So there you go. That's my unit slash weapon that I enjoy the most in video games, video games. David T wrote in and said, I am 22, but when I was younger, my mom's boyfriend bought a PS one with three games with it. They were twisted metal, silent Hill and metal gear solid. That's a lot of metal and Hills. These games vary by genre, but are all very good. Looking back at all the games I have played, these really stand out as games. I will never forget and really touch me in a way that some games, uh, that only some games can from driving Mm -hmm. around at breakneck speeds, looking for ammo to blast the other unique characters to bits. It was exhilarating and very satisfying. I agree, dude. Twisted Metal, awesome in its day. Oh, oh great game. Loved it. I remember, Silent Hill, you couldn't play that, could you? Uh, I, I had to quit. You knew about that. <laughs> yeah, we know about that. I think I mentioned that on old ELR. I had to, like, I heard some banging in a room and some glass breaking, and there was nothing there but me. <laughs> and it was the middle of the night, and I turned all the lights on, put the controller down, and never played it again. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Scared the hell out of me. That game is still. That gives me, I have dreams about my Silent Hill days. Silent Hill 1, oh. dude, for its time. Oh yeah, Woo. great game. I think if I played it now, I'd be freaked. 
Oh yeah. It's just gross. Game is gross. Um <laughs> uh, nom 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 nom. Where are we here? Oh, he goes on to try and kind of explain some of his stuff that happened in these games that he loves so much. So he said, yes, I would have to say these three games have not only influenced me growing up, but also the industry. If you've not played any of these, you are truly cheating yourself. I agree, David T. Absolutely. Both those, all three of those games are great games. Yeah. Good recommendations. And, and, and they've uh, really, they've, they've spawned franchises pretty much. They've, they've all went on to. Yeah. Bigger uh, and better things. New sequels. Twisted Metal coming, so, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Not from David Jaffe, maybe though. Because Jaffe's the dude behind God of War. And he started with Twisted Metal and some other stuff, Warhawk and these old games. Uh, I would love it if he returned to that thing and did that again. That'd be great. Probably won't. He didn't even do the last God of War, so I don't don't know what he's doing. Nothing. Sitting at home. Playing PB Winter Bottom. Indeed. Vital FX writes in and says the following. What's your opinion of this? With EA so you're going to start reading people's <laughs> accents into uh, all the messages. I would love for this. I think I'm going to do it. With EA yeah. backing them and rumors of EX Infinity Ward, I'm sorry, X Infinity Ward employees joining them. We're talking about the new uh, uh, Respawn Entertainment guys mm-hmm. that were the, the Infinity Ward breakup that happened a few weeks ago, month now a month ago, I guess. It yeah. seems that EA is starting to rule the mainstream FPS with Battlefield, Medal of Honor, and now the creators who made the behemoth, which is Modern Warfare. Uh, thank you, Vital FX. That's a great question. And yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they? EA has struggled to compete with Modern Warfare with the Battlefield games and the Medal of Honor series, which is about mm-hmm. to get its own kind of reboot anyway. So to get the talent behind the original Modern Warfare and the original Call of Duty games, for that matter, is a huge catch for them. And oh, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a great way for them to continue to compete with Activision, who kind of has been ruling that roost. So I... I I think this is this is fine. I mean, do I like that EA controls all the FPS juggernaut no. games? And actually, they really don't. I mean, if you really want no. to get serious about it, games like, I guess if you're talking first-person shooters that matter, there's the Halo stuff, mm-hmm. there's Modern Warfare, and then there's a whole bunch of smaller players, and then there's these you mentioned here. Yeah. And I don't know what that means, except it's good for EA, bad for... Activision good for players. Yeah. I don't exactly. care who I think, makes my game. I think EA on their on their watch, you know, I, I think they've even though, you know, they've gotten a little bit too big, so it's really scary. Uh, they you know, they've they've been pretty good overall. Yeah, they're okay. It's EA, yeah. it's in the game. Yeah, it's in the game, babe. It's in the game. It's in the game. Except Madden, dude. What you got <laughs> here is a reason to put the guy over to the stuff. Uh, the, what the team needs to do is try to win the game. Really? <laughs> you sound like you sound like Hank Hill. Way more than you sound like Madden, which I love. Hank Hill football 2010. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think you ought to read I'll all of the uh, messages in the Hank Hill. You voice. do a pretty good Hank Hill. Do it. Yeah, I can't. Uh, uh, um, Bobby. Dang it, Peggy. Yeah, Bobby. <laughs> get you. Look, not, don't look at me. Look at the ball. <laughs> not me, the ball. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, so that's all very exciting. Thank you, Vital FX. We appreciate that. We have another uh, submission. This is actually a call. This comes to us uh, talking about an old game that he wanted to mention. Check it out. Hey, Scott and Brian. This is Chris, the Segway riding pirate from Pennsylvania. You know, the one that Scott doesn't believe exists. Anyway, I'm out for a cruise today on my Segway, and I've been listening to the final score, number two. And all this talk of nostalgia and old games have got me thinking about a game that warms the cockles of my heart from way back. It's called Thief the Dark Project. I thought he was going to say, wind the windy wind wind. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, let's keep going. 
I think it was the first game to introduce stealth and uh, creeping around instead of hack and slash, run and shoot sort of thing. I really enjoyed it. It was quite immersive. The sound was great. In fact, I found myself... Um, when Garrett, the main character, would peep out from behind a corner to see what's going on, I found myself leaning in my chair. And you've never seen a fat guy jump so high as when you're creeping up behind a guard to knock him out, and he turns around, whips out his sword, catches you, and starts yelling. Awesome. That is too funny. So, Brian, go ahead. Obviously, he has a modified segue, because it sounds like he's going about 50. Good on you. Good on you. Great game. Yeah, I agree. The Feast stuff is awesome. Uh, who knows? Maybe that'll make a retro look one of these days as well. Yeah. Likes me some Thief. Now, did he say he was a fat guy or did he say that he, he was playing a He character? says he's a fat guy. Interesting. On the segue. Yeah. This is a lot mm. to say about a fat guy. Yeah. Well, I consider myself a fat guy, so. Oh, whatever. I've seen I'm you. I'm with you, brother. I've seen you, na- I mean, in person. Naked. My in gosh, person. man. In person. <laughs> No, I've not seen Brian naked, nor will I ever want to see such a thing. All I know is I bought a stepladder from Lowe's, and uh, if I weighed five more pounds, I wouldn't be able to stand on it. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Shut up. You're making that up. You're not really out of the limit, right? I got, oh, by the way, I got in an elevator the other day. Yeah. And it was one of these elevators that says weight limit of 2,000 pounds. Yeah. And up at the top of the elevator thing inside, it has, it's a giant scale. So it actually tells you what you're at. Yeah. It was weird. So That's we're cool, we got a whole bunch of us in there, and it was fine. It was like at a I don't know a thousand pounds is all or something. Yeah. And then this one giant <laughs> dude comes riding in on one of those little motorcycle-y little cart things. Yeah. I'm trying to think who to compare it to, but anyway, it's I guess for whatever reason, maybe it was medical. He had to ride one of these things. Rides yeah. that thing in there, and that thing <laughs> jumped to like almost eighteen hundred pounds. <laughs> Scott's like, excuse me, excuse me. I'm like, it off. I almost <laughs> said, dude, one of you may have to get out of here because we're only 200 shy of the limit. Oh man, scary. Did you did you sweat that ride? I did sweat oh, the whole man. ride. Plus, everybody else was sweating too. It's kind of a. It was kind of horrible, actually. A lot of bo yeah. and smell like cars and. See, that should be a five dollar game on Steam. There. <laughs> oh man, stinky elevator ride too. Yeah, yeah, two. All right. Well, there you go. Hey, that may do it for yet another episode of the show. I think it's that time of the show to end it. Hot damn. It's a good time because I got to get to play some games. Yeah, I'm really, really enjoying this show. I'm so glad others are as well. So keep listening. Keep your ear to the horn, as it were. And we'll uh, continue to bring you a fine show every week. It's on every Friday. If you want to join us live in the chat room, we record this show every Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 3 p.m. Pacific. And that 4 is a mountain man time, mountain man time. Yeah. Uh, and what time is it there? It's uh, it is six, I think here. So, five, so right. So no, your time right it's now. It's not is, right right now. Oh, you mean seven, when we record? 16. Yeah. Six. So six yeah. o'clock Eastern. If you're on the East yeah. coast, one of these days I'll get that all figured out. Math is hard. <laughs> um, Especially when yeah. Arizona or Phoenix doesn't even recognize the, uh, the time zones. Can I do so what is up with those guys? I don't know. Honestly, it's like, they, it's like they don't farm anything. They don't understand what's going. They don't farm corn. (laughs) They farm freaking dirt. (laughs) That's what you do because that's all you have there. Hey, I wanted to give some shout outs to some folks that gave us five star reviews on this here uh, for this here podcast on iTunes. We got one from Edible Black Gnomes. Weird. Uh, Extra Crispy sent us sent us one as well with five stars. Got one from Fat Death Knight. One from Bucky Cat. 
and one from 556 Lineman. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. We really appreciate those five-star reviews. Continue to leave those in iTunes, if you will, because we are more than happy to uh, read occasionally. And we love your feedback. Don't forget to uh, go to the website. The website is finalscore. Uh, what am I saying? Finalscoreshow.com. That's finalscoreshow.com. I tried finalscore.com, people. It was taken. I really did. So we had to add you show did. on there. Finalscoreshow.com. Email us your feedback, your audio files, and your emails, including this week's question, what's your favorite weapon of all time in video games? That email address is podcast at finalscoreshow.com. That's podcast at finalscoreshow.com. And follow us on Twitter. You can find uh, find me at twitter.com slash extra life. And you can find Brian at twitter.com slash mission deep. And another reminder, if you are using GoDaddy for your domain needs, renewals, and what have you over there, make sure you use our codes to renew. They'll save you money. Frog One will save you money, for example, on a new .com domain. It'll shave like three bucks off the thing. Why pay more when you can pay less using Frog One? Try Frog Two and Frog Three for other savings as well. It's all there to be had at GoDaddy.com. Thanks to GoDaddy for sponsoring the show. That's going to do it for us, I think. Brian, any uh, outgoing thoughts from you before we leave? I really enjoyed this show. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that was really serious and therefore boring, what you just said there. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> play on, players. Yeah, play. keep on playing on, yo, skizzy wizzy. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you, chat room. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Dell and I'm here to present you with the first edition of Yesterday's Games Today. And what better to begin the series with than Psychonauts, released five years ago on April 26, 2005 for the PC. Psychonauts was one of the first games created by Double Fine Productions, founded by Tim Schafer, the creator of the underappreciated Grim Fandango. You might better know Double Fine for their second game, Brutal Legend, released only just last year. You control Raz while he stays at a psychic summer camp. You'll enter the minds of others, have to solve the mystery of the Milkman conspiracy, all while receiving advice through the never-ending power of Bacon. Despite winning awards for the best platformer from GameSpot and IGN, Psychonauts sold poorly, most likely due to the lackluster marketing and declining popularity of platformers. Psychonauts can still be purchased through Xbox Originals for 1,200 points, that's $15, or just $10 on Steam. It's well worth the price. The platforming and stylized art of Psychonauts stand up well five years later, and it remains one of the most unique platform games available. Hey Scott and Brian, Sean calling from Canada. Listen, I heard something said by uh, a fellow colleague of mine the other day regarding uh, video games, which he hasn't seen much of, and it was uh, he referred to it as breaking the fourth wall. And he sort of got into it saying, oh, well, you know, it's it came from comics, and it basically is referring to whenever uh, a game or, or a comic or something um, has you interacting with something outside of the uh, game itself or the, the actual comic itself. And thinking about it, the only game I could have ever remembered that ever happening was with the first Metal Gear Solid, uh, especially when you were fighting that, uh, that, that weird dude who could read your mind and uh, then the lady would come on and say, Quick! Put your controller into port 2 and I think you'll be able to block his mind reading. Uh, that was really groundbreaking when I was playing that and uh, you know I haven't really noticed or played anything that had gave me that quite that feeling. 
I don't know if what your guys' uh, opinion is or if you guys know a game that uh, also uh, has broken the fourth wall, so to speak. Anyways, uh, love the podcast. Keep it up. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Final Score, the video came... Let me start that over. (laughs) There we go. In three, two, one. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 